It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey and Washington, D.C., and this is news that you can use from Car Edge for Monday, December 11th, two weeks before Christmas, and with your host, me, Ray, and, well, that other guy who happens to be a little under the weather today, Mr. Zach. What's going Feeling on? Feeling A-OK. Feeling A-OK, Pops. Let's jump right into it. We're in the month of December, best time to buy a car, and the timing couldn't be better for inventory to be building back up at car dealer lots dad you and i've been doing this for four years now the timing could not have been more serendipitous november u.s new vehicle inventories grew to highest level since early spring 2021 cox automotive estimated automakers started december with about a 70 days supply of inventory we got new data from cox automotive or excuse me from automotive news just this morning i'll pull it up on the screen their december 1st data table from 2023 literally just came out let me share it with y'all. I'm going to zoom in. I know it's very tiny. We are going to do a trip down memory lane pops. We're going to look at data from obviously this December. We're also going to look at last month, November, and even in October to talk about the past three months, how inventory has been building up. And then let's really go down a trip, a trip, take, take a trip, excuse me, down memory lane. Let's go to December 1st of last year, December 1st of the year before that, and December 1st of 2020. Excited? I, I love memory lane. Oh my god, this is this is this is like a pre-Alzheimer's for me. Come on, baby, let's go down memory lane. Not that I don't know how I feel about that joke at all, <laughs> but we'll stick with it. All right, Dad, I'm going to pull this up on the screen. Let's look. This is October 1st of this year. Let's start there. I'm going to zoom on, and can you see that? Okay. Yeah. Okay, on October 1st of this year, and, and let's level set, we're looking at total number of inventory units, days supply from the current month, and days supply from the prior month. Total number of inventory is pretty straightforward. Days supply is how fast, uh, how many days it would take to sell all available inventory based on the current daily sales rate, correct? Yes. All right, let's start with Ford, Dad. Let me scroll down. Let me scroll down. Ford, including Lincoln, had 419,700 vehicles for sale back in October, a 66-day supply. That doesn't seem that bad. No, not bad at all. Not bad at all. What do you think? Where do you think they were at in November, just one month later? Uh, well, there there had been a strike, so I'm going to guess 390, 390,000. So it wasn't quite 390. Ford's inventory built up very slightly by 3,000 units to 400. Uh, or actually, it stayed the same. It was at 419, and it's still at 419,000. Dad, the okay. big jump happened this month. They're up to 457,500 vehicles in inventory. The day's supply went from, in two months, 66 days to 79 days. In 60 days, the day's supply went up that much. That, to me, was shocking. And so what does that indicate to you that that even though uh, every time we see sales results for every month and they keep saying, oh, the sales are up, the sales are up. Well, how can sales be up and inventory be up and the amount of time it would take to dispose of all that inventory be up? Uh, something's not adding up. Up. <laughs> now, Dad, look at this. If we jump back to 2020, so folks, this is like, you know, the market was somewhat normal back in 2020. It was Ford in December had, of 2020, yeah. 
Ford had 439,500 vehicles for sale, a 68-day supply. Boom. Boom. I'm not even jumping to 21, 22. Like, boom. It is back, baby. The market is back to where it was pre-pandemic. <laughs> Dealers are feeling the pinch, Dad. If you're well, I, I, I think, look, can we be more specific? It's, it's back for Ford. You know, I was looking at, I was, my, my eyes were going up and down that chart for a little bit. And back when Ford was at 439,000 in 2020, uh, Toyota was like at 365,000 or 353,000. Where's Toyota today? Okay. So yeah, my dad's looking over here at Toyota we're going to jump around for a second here. So this is December of 2020, folks. Toyota had 353,500 vehicles for sale, a 40 days supply. Let's jump to today. No wonder Toyota has so much pricing power in today's market. They only have 250,700 vehicles for sale, a 32 days supply. It's 100,000 less. So boom, boom, there you have it. At Toyota, it's not the best time ever to buy a car i also I just want to mention that i'm seeing all the requests in the chat about can we get preferred dealers in different states keep it coming in the chat gang every day i'm talking to more and more dealers trying to convince them to just abide by the car edge rules of doing <laughs> business and they can work with us so slowly but surely we're building out the network we just got to be pragmatic about who we let into it what were you going to say pops well i i was going to say that that i think it is brand specific as to whether or not it might officially be the best time ever to buy a car. I just, hear you, Pops. But just, let's just let's thought. go back. Like imagine, but, but imagine you I were say, in the market. Yeah, go for may, it. May, may I say that if you had changed that headline to hey, it might be, uh, for some brands, I don't think we'd have as many eyeballs. Dad, whatever. Don't give me a hard time. It's a Monday and I'm sick. Come on, leave me alone. Dad, yeah, let's jump all the way back. Okay, what? You can't be both. <laughs> let's jump back. You, you, you and me. Like, if anyone was unsure if we were father and son, we are father and son. Because my dad can do nothing, and I still get annoyed. And I'm sure the same works <laughs> encounter. Like, I'm sure I do nothing. It annoys him. All right, so let's go here. Dad. <laughs> I love you very much. This is December of 2021. Look at that, Pops. This is how bad things were. Look at Ford first. They yes. had 221,000 vehicles for sale. Again, folks, jumping to today, Toyota has 457,000. Ford has more than double the amount of inventory in two years than they had. So like, just put yourself in the shoes of someone who is trying to buy that new, I don't know, whatever it was, F-150 back in yes. December of 2021. That was a dealer's market. And look at Toyota, Dad. Toyota was down at 116,000 vehicles in inventory, which obviously is significantly lower than they had been the year prior. And, They're and still up, up and, more and than double. Go, go, back, go back to that previous one. And this look is 2021, at Subaru. December yeah, of 2021. Yeah, look at Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness gracious. That... That had to be scary if you were a Subaru dealer. Oh my gosh. Subaru had 7,400. Yeah. A, four, a five day supply. Yes. Five days. Thank you. Which very was much. up from the month before where they had a four day, Dad. Yes. Thank you very much. Yeah. 
Mazda, Mazda. Wait, all right, let's keep going. This is fun. This is, again, we're looking at right now, folks, what's on the screen is December of 2021 because I put the title of today's stream. It's officially the best time to buy a car because if you were trying to buy a Mazda or a Subaru or a Toyota or literally any vehicle in December of 2021, this is the amount of available inventory that dealers had versus today. Wow, dad, look at Subaru. Yeah. Look at Mazda up at the top. Mazda, 48,100 vehicles. Again, just two years ago, there were only 6,000 Mazdas available for sale nationwide. That's like eight times more, isn't it? Subaru, two years ago, the number of Subarus available for sale nationwide were 17,000. Now there's 47,000. Wow. No, I thought it was 7,400 two years ago. Pull it back up. Subaru had 7,400. Yeah, you're right. Jeez, please, man. Yeah. Yeah. Now they've got 47,000. Yes. 40,000 more vehicles available. That's got to make a difference. And the, and, and you love this word, and, and the cost of carrying those 7,400 vehicles was considerably less because interest rates were, well, two years ago, were still basically at nothing. Uh, and today, floor plan interest rates are 7 8%. And now these dealers have to finance, I don't know, 47,000 vehicles as opposed to financing 7,400 vehicles. That's a big difference. So, so you combine having inventory and having the cost to carry that inventory skyrocket. That should motivate dealers, not all, but some, maybe most, to go, uh, time to move the metal kids. Time, time to pretend it's 2019, 2020. Um, time to pretend we're back in the car business when we basically gave stuff away. Dad, I got to ask you a quick question. Are yes. they pretending or is that the reality? Again, I just want to demonstrate for one more, one more example. This is 2021, December of 2021. Subaru has 47,000 vehicles available for sale. This is December of, of uh, 2020. So this was pre-pandemic, 65,200 vehicles for sale. And then this is December of 2021. They had yeah. 7,400. So you tell me, are they pretending or is this just the new reality? I think, I think they're just, I think this is real. Yeah. This is for Douglas. It's inconceivable to me. It's just absolutely inconceivable, okay, that that you can go from from where they were at to where they are now and and not realize you're back in the car business again. Because, you know, let's face it, prior to the pandemic, and and I've said this like, man, if I if I actually had a dollar for every time I've said this, I literally could afford to be retired. Um, <laughs> okay. New car departments were not, in many cases, many, many cases, and and at some dealers, uh, some brands, the vast majority of the new car departments were not profitable. They were not profit centers for the dealerships. They were your lost leader. They they were your advertised lost leader to bring a customer in 
so that you can have the opportunity to sell them something in finance and turn them into parts and service customers. They were not uh, somebody that you looked at and said, we're going to make a home run on these people because you didn't. Okay. And that's just the way it was in, in the automobile business for new car departments. Many, many, many new car departments were losing propositions. The, the, the pandemic hit. And suddenly, new car departments became huge profit centers. Had something to do with supply and demand. There was no supply. There was huge demand. Well, now there's supply and waning demand. That is going to cause dealers to have to get back into the car business as they knew it prior to the pandemic which means going forward in many cases, again, new car departments are not going to be profit centers for dealerships. <laughs> They're going to be the lost leader to drive traffic to your dealership. So is it pretending or is it reality? I, I, I think for many dealers, it's going to become, they're going to wake up tomorrow morning or one morning and they're going to go, well, the reality is we're back to 2019. Just move the metal, kids. It happened faster than I think we anticipated. Your, your prognosis for the longest time was we would never actually get back to pre-pandemic ways. And you know what happened? Automakers couldn't get out of their own ways. They started to be, they got the microchips that they needed and they started producing the cars. And we are seeing a lot more pragmatism from some brands, Toyota and Honda, for example. Yes. Like their inventory levels are still really low compared to where they were pre-pandemic. But again, we looked at Ford. They are back to where they were pre-pandemic. Like there is no, like Ford dealers are back in 2019. No yes. doubt about it. Yes. Um, you know, Toyota, not quite yet. But are they heading in that direction? It certainly certainly seems that way. Yes. I mean, just if I may, absolutely inconceivable for a dealer today to think that, that um, what we lived through for the previous two years is going to continue forever. It's not. Stick with us, folks. We're going to go back to the data here in just a second. I see some chat messages asking for us to go back even further pre-pandemic for different brands. We still have Honda, Hyundai, Kia to look at, as well as Lexus. So stay tuned. That being said, we've got from Fly Chomper Fly. Thank you for the contribution. We yes. love doing a Subaru Direct from factory order. My understanding is you can't do factory orders through Subaru. No, have Subaru, you can. Subaru, you, you can. can. Okay. Yes, really? Subaru, I didn't know Yes. Yes, Subaru, you can. Um, most of your other Asian brands, you cannot. But Subaru, but fly, chomper, fly. Good job doing that. Well, yeah, well, good job on you. And I'm yeah. excited to say we've got a um, Subaru dealer in Colorado that just joined the Trusted Dealer Network. So if you're looking for a deal on a Subaru in that state, please, 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 just go to CarEdge.com and get in touch with us. We'd be happy to help you, Subaru dealer in Colorado. Just joining this week from Galaxy Rider. Thank you for the contribution. Right. I have teenagers and I'm looking at a mini for them. I would like to know your thoughts. Are We're you going back to the data after his thoughts? Okay. Uh, Galaxy Rider, are you are you plan are you planning on buying a new one or a used one? And are you planning on if you're buying a new one, are you planning on keeping it beyond its warranty period? And if you're planning on buying a used one, um, uh, why <laughs> now I say that jokingly, but I, 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 everybody knows I love my mini. I love my mini because a, I don't drive it a lot and B I lease them. So they're always under warranty. Minis have been extremely expensive 
to maintain once they are out of their warranty period? Are they better today than they were seven years ago, six years ago? Yes. The, the, the current models are much better today than they have been. Um, but if, if you're looking for an extremely dependable vehicle for your teenagers, I would look elsewhere. And definitely not used. All right, let's go back definitely to not. the data. <laughs> definitely not used. All right, yeah. from James, good to see you here, James. Hey, hey Zach, James. can you show current data versus December 2019, as that was really pre-COVID. December 2020 was during COVID. All right, give me one second here, folks, and I will pull that up. Bear with me, bear with me. Do you think we're going to see big uh, big differences if we go all the way back to December 2019? What's your what's your gut tell you, Pops? Uh, my, my gut tells me, that um, yeah, the the new car inventories will be uh, bloated, even higher from from December of 2019. All right, give me one bloated, second. I'm about bloated like me when I you know being lactose intolerant. Bloated like me when I have a uh, a milkshake. Bloated, bloated. <laughs> bloated like my dad when he has a milkshake. So here is what's really interesting. Let me pull it on the screen. This is December of 2019. Look how much larger this data sheet is. Do you remember when this happened, Dad? We used to get data from way more yes. brands and manufacturers, yes. and then because of the uh, chip shortage, they all stopped. Yes. Really pissed me off, but let's see here. Let's zoom in. We're going to look at Ford first. Let's find Ford on here. Yeah, we used to get Chevy and everything. Let's see. Yeah, look Ford, at that. Ford, Ford, Ford. Ford was all right. This is September 2019, Dad. Ford had vehicles. Yeah. Bloated like me after a milkshake. I'm telling you. So Ford was at 673,000 vehicles in inventory. And today Ford is at 457,000 yes. vehicles. So yeah, but it's still, still not quite. It, yeah. Yeah. And, and, but, but, you know, I have said any number of times that um, pre COVID uh, typically there was somewhere between 3.4 and 4 million new vehicles available monthly um, in inventory, either on-hand inventory or in-transit inventory. During the worst times of COVID, that number was 900,000. And I have said that the norm that the manufacturers will shoot for is between 2 million and 2.4 million. They've already gone past the 2.4 million. And you can you can see that they don't really want to get back to the 3.4 million or up to 4 million. And they don't really, for most of them, they don't really want to see it at 2.5 million. The sweet spot for them where uh, they can keep their costs down, they can keep the market prices up, is if the inventory levels on a monthly basis are between two and two point four million, um, and and the growth in inventory has probably happened a little more quickly than what they thought it was, or thought it would, because um, eighty three percent of the public doesn't feel as if they can afford to participate in buying a new vehicle. So until we see greater affordability, these numbers might end up being a little higher than what the manufacturers had hoped for. 
So it's like we're almost back, but we're not quite back. Let's look at Toyota really quickly, and then we're going to hop over to the chat. Lots of thoughtful messages coming through. So again, this is Toyota inventory today, 250,000 vehicles in dealer inventory. I'm jumping over. This is now December of 2019. Stick with me, folks. Let's find it on here. 470,000 Toyotas in inventory. I mean, that's a 220,000 vehicle difference from 2019 to today. So so some brands are closer to back and other brands are still really not back. Really not back. Yes. Yeah. And and, and, a 60-day supply of Toyotas, that that would have been awesome. Yeah. And those that are not back have chosen not to be back legitimately. And those that are, are back, um, didn't necessarily choose to be back. It's just their inventory is sitting. (laughs) Yeah, this is very true. Let's look at one more. Let's look at Honda really quick. We didn't look at them yet. So let's go back. This is 2019. Oh, Honda in the middle here. Let's see. Let's see. Total Honda, 346,100 vehicles in inventory in December of 2019. When we look at the chart for today, drum roll, please. It's 159 rounded up 160,000. That's so wow. it's, it's less than half yes. the Honda inventory that there was back in 2019. So, Eesh. okay. But it is still the best time in the past. I don't know, four years, three and a half years. Yeah. Three and a half years to buy a car. Okay. So, so we're, we're going to, we're going to officially change the title for today's video or show from it's officially the best time ever to it's officially the best time in the last three years um, to perhaps buy a new car. From squeegee kid. We're not going to acknowledge what my dad just said from (laughs) squeegee kid. Hi gents. Looking to buy a 2024 top trim level pathfinder palisade or pilot. Say that three times. Yes. Well, I'm not Here's which right. to choose and why. Thanks for your information. All right, we got a Nissan, a Hyundai, uh-huh. and a Honda. Okay. I know which one I'm going for, Pops. What do you think? I'm going with the Pilot. You're going with the Pilot. I'm going with the Pathfinder. What's your rationale for the Pilot? Well, the the, the Pilot I think is um, a better quality vehicle than the other two, as far as longevity is concerned. Um, Honda's tend to hold their value better than, say, a Nissan or a Hyundai. Uh, th- so that's why I'm going with the Pilot, uh, and and I would go with the Nissan second um, and the Palisade third. And, and, and all three of them are nice vehicles. Don't misunderstand me. Um, but I, I just, I, I just, I, I just think, of the three, the pilot will probably retain the higher percentage of its original value and be a slightly higher quality, uh, longer lasting vehicle. I think that's that, really that, fair. That's my opinion. That's that's squeegee kid. That's strictly my opinion. Doesn't make it so. It's just my opinion. Uh, there would be others out there who could have a different opinion, and they could be as right as I might be. We've got, in my opinion, uh, yeah. Pathfinder first because the MSRPs on Pathfinders have gone up the least of these three automakers, only 19% over the past five years versus Pilot's gone up about 25%. And Palisade MSRPs or Hyundai uh, uh, MSRPs are up to, uh, 50%. So it's like, I don't know. I'm just thinking economically, the Pathfinder's the least bloated of those three. But then the Pilot's a close second to me. So I'm, I'm right there with you, Pops. Either I'm flip-flopping. 
between those two. We've got from Kalideb, Kalideb probably. Thank yeah, you. Kalideb. Thank yeah. you. Uh, looking to buy a 2023 or 2024 Subaru, a Forester, maybe an Outback. Can I work with your dealer even though I'm in California? Do you want to learn something interesting, Dad? I'll answer Callie Deb first. Unfortunately, the dealer in Colorado will not be able to help you, Callie Deb. We have our concierge service. So that's where we locate and facilitate all transactions, even outside of our network. So our team can help you out with that. Just go check out the website. I'm going to pull up the text. Give me one second because I want to okay. get this right. Okay, we'll, we'll give you all the time you need. Um, because so I was asking this this super dealer that we're starting to yeah. work with uh, for a deal in Arizona because we had a customer in Arizona looking for a Forester. They had one. Yeah. That Subaru will actually um, we abide by the rule because we are doing everything we can to gain more allocation and schmooze our Subaru rep. Okay. So ownership has decided it's not worth violating Subaru's rules to sell vehicles out of our area. Okay. So, so you will actually so Subaru is one of the you know, there are dealers who will break the rules, but. To get more Subaru allocation, you can't sell out of your DMA, your direct marketing area. Um, so that was like something I recently learned. So this group can sell in Colorado, but outside of Colorado, they get in trouble. They actually lose allocation if they do that, which I thought was super interesting. Some dealers well, still do it. Yeah, no, lots of dealers still don't. do it. But yeah, no, I appreciate the fact that that, that dealer is trying to be straight up and do it the right way. Yeah. And then, Dad, we've got Fly Chomper Fly with the strongest indication of the market resetting. Honda Civic Type R additional dealer markups are down from $20,000 to only $5,000. So things are looking up, folks. Absolutely. For all of you uh, Honda Civic Type R potential owners out there, hang tight. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Give it another year and maybe you'll be back down to MSRP. <laughs> Um, we've got from Liquor Hue Jazz. Good to see you, Liquor Hue Jazz. Welcome to the channel. CarEdge.com slash sell will help you get cash offers. We don't have a ton on private parties selling, though. Um, no. So I think CarEdge.com slash sell is probably the best place for you to look. And then, Dad, we had this question come in that I thought was interesting from Jordan. Can you talk about purchasing or leasing two vehicles at once? Do you have more leverage as a customer when you talk to the dealer? Did you ever deal with customers purchasing or leasing two cars at once? Yes, and we treated each one as a separate transaction because uh, I learned very early on in my career when somebody said they were going to do two vehicles and we'd get really, really aggressive, they'd stop at one. And you'd look and you go, well, wait, all this was based on your doing two. Yeah, well, too, too bad. I'm a, I decided I'm only doing the one. So um, as somebody once said, talk is cheap. Um, actions speak louder than words. So let's let's do your first car deal. Let's make that happen. And then we'll figure out if we can do a little bit better on the second one. But uh, did you ever have a deal blow up like, you know, oh, we're going to do two. And then next thing you know, you did zero. Um, sure. You know, come on. You know, I, I sometimes listen, I uh, we did at the mini store. We did some base countrymen um, yeah. on a fleet deal. And uh, I must say the owner was not pleased with me because I I, I did them all 100 hours over invoice. Um, and, 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 and that particular owner was the one who said to me one time, I, I don't really think we should be, we should be discounting our cars. Um, and I looked at him, I said, well, you explain that to your competitors, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> they don't subscribe to the same theory. Um, and, you know, I think we ended up doing, it was either 10 or 12 countrymen making next to nothing, but. 
you know, we, we, we move, you know, 10 pieces of metal rather quickly. And yeah, it's just, stuff I want to pull do. up, I want to pull up this comment from Chris saying, squeegee kid, look at the Mazda CX nine as well. Um, I recommend the CX nine or the CX 92. We were actually helping a customer. Oh man, they're gorgeous, man. The CX 90 with like a quilted, <laughs> yes. uh, uh, like peanut butter, almost interior color. Like they're gorgeous. And they're like, uh, we have them at a uh, $500 under invoice through our car edge dealer network. So you can get that, you know, you don't even have to leave your house and go talk to a dealer. So anyway, I, I'm like, I think the CX 90 is a viable, yes. viable option as well. Dad, we had this comment come through from Stano. Thank, Thank you for Stano. this, Stano. Uh, so I went ahead and I actually ran the VIN back on CarEdge.com. Let's take a quick peek, Dad. Stano is thinking about buying a 2024 Santa Cruz. 113 yes. days on the lot. There's 165 days supply in the area. It looks like the target discount we're suggesting is about 6% as a dealer discount off of MSRP. I mean, Pops, let's see. Where is this located? Let's scroll down. Oh, we've got a 71 days supply where this dealer's located. Let's see. This is 64701. That's in Harrisonville, Missouri. So, uh-huh. target somewhere around that 6% off. If you yeah. get three, four, five percent that's probably still a damn good deal. Just make sure there's not all sorts of crap, a doc fee, yeah. add on fee, things like that. Exactly. And then, Dad, we've got here from Luis or Lewis, excuse me. Luis. Thanks for the contribution. Been waiting to buy a 2024 RAV4 hybrid for months. You and everyone else, Lewis. <laughs> Should I buy one this month or keep waiting? If I buy, is MSRP a good deal in Arizona? MSRP is a good deal. In Arizona. On a yeah. RAV4 hybrid. And probably especially in Arizona. Yeah. Because there's, there's, there's a lot of dealers that are, are uh, in Arizona that, um, I don't know, they still believe very strongly in additional dealer markups. And Arizona is one of the greatest car markets in the country because, well, there's there's very little in the way of real public transportation. And yeah. everybody everybody needs a car in Arizona to get around. So, yeah. Yeah, watch out for the dock fees, things like that, all yes. that fun stuff. I do want to pull up Nate's comment here. Nate says on the Mazda topic, CX-5 has some excellent deals this month, 0% for 60 months. 1.9% for 72 months. Great car for the money. The CX-50s are at yeah. 1.9% up to 60 months and then 2.9% up to 72 months. They've got subvented rates on pretty much all their vehicles. And if you're a current Mazda owner yes. or anyone at your household at the same address has a Mazda, you get a $500 loyalty rebate. We have our Mazda landing page here, caredge.com slash buy slash Mazda. We have invoice pricing. Actually, we need to update this page. We're $500 below invoice on Mazda's from 2024 and lingering 2023s are $1,000 below invoice. So please go check that out or you can go to the link caredge.com slash network. The Mazdas are looking like a good value earlier this year and especially now that they're underwriting them with the interest rates. They're still, I mean, well, your sister and brother-in-law got theirs in January um, because it was a particularly good value then. They've, they've, they have always represented great value for money forever um you know and and at one time i mean they were well known for their wankel rotary engines um you're probably not familiar with the wankel rotary engine but it, but it was a different type of engine set up altogether with a with fewer moving parts kind of almost sounds like an ev um yeah. you know in, in the sense that well there'd be less wear and tear because there's fewer moving parts um 
but they have always provided great value for for the money. Um, and yeah. a good quality, I mean, you know, the, the first car I got you when you left Pitt was that Mazda 3 hatchback, which was a great little car. Hell, Uncle Kenny drove a Mazda GLC, a great little car, for, what was it, 23 or 25 years before he, before he got rid of it. So, yeah, there you have it. We're fans. We're fans, yeah. folks. Proud to be able to also offer the discounts and the deals and truly fans of a brand. All right, let's call it a show, Pops. We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow, we will likely be doing a used car market update. We have more black book data and more inventory information. So please tune in then. This is the month, folks. December's the month to be making a move. If we can help you, go check out caredge.com. So many resources, so many tools. Please, please, please go avail yourselves of all that information, the services, et cetera. We're here to help. This is what we did last December, December before that, and the December before that, and we'll do it next December. This is what we do. This this is this is what we live for. Um, please, please, handsome, get yourself uh, some tea. Uh, take care of yourself. I, I think you're getting maybe a cold or something. I don't know. Um, I still went for my run this morning. I got out there. I did it. So hopefully, I'm okay. Well, we're 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 all very pleased as punch that you went for your run this morning. Um, but we we want you to uh, to uh, once again be in total health um and feeling 100 percent. so some tea some and many cups of tea today and maybe some chicken soup chicken soup's always good will do dad okay thank you <laughs> you're welcome all right y'all we'll see you tomorrow we'll be back here tomorrow at noon eastern nine pacific thanks everybody for being here today <laughs>